Well, where the hell were you? I was camping. And you think that makes it? You just think that makes it? You just it's just okay? Well, you, I mean, you just is. wait. You for just the record, wait till August. Is. Wait, wait till August. I won't be here at all. <laughs> I know. You're gonna know. have you're to. You're gonna miss. If you want to keep doing this thing through August, you're gonna have to find a guest host. <laughs> you're gonna miss a baller camping trip. I'm just saying. Just saying. You're going camping somewhere without me. Well, you're gonna be up in the Whiskey Lake and Manitoulin and yeah, wherever else it is that you're gallivanting off to. So who's missing out? You. No, you. <laughs> well, I mean, we're both we're both going to be missing out on something. But Aaron and I are in the process of planning a, a camping trip. What? Like a yeah, like a like a guys camping trip. Like like you know, hey, interior. This camping? is where we're. This is where we're camping, but we're getting in. This is re- we're looking at camping just north of Paisley. Okay, but putting our canoes in the water in Walkerton. Oh, that'd be good. It's gonna be good, and I don't know if it'll happen in August. It might get bumped into September. It's like oh, it's all very. September, I'm in. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll so we're gonna try to figure it out, but yeah. it's gonna be so baller. Okay, hello and welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. <laughs> W-team. <laughs> now that <laughs> we just had this like completely personal conversation that nobody else has any frame of reference for. People are like on Google going, uh, where's Paisley? Um, <laughs> I want to crash this <laughs> My name's party. Brady. <laughs> I'm, My I'm, name's- I'm Carl. <laughs> and uh, we're here doing another news episode. Uh, we skipped last week because Carl was, Carl's not here, man. Uh, but yeah. Carl's back. I'm, I'm back so, for two weeks, and then I'm gone for three, and I'm back for I one, know. and I'm gone for one. Which means there will be, a, in the next two weeks, there will be like a marathon, like an onslaught of Secret Invasion reviews released, because yeah. we're just going to have to like... And then there will be, the, the, the finale will be a drought until September. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll buy you one of those like... Uh, <clears throat> Those Wi-Fi data sticks or something. <laughs> You'd be like up a tree with a microphone trying to... <laughs> Shut up, bird. I'm trying to record. Uh, I know this okay, is your so home, but I'm here. <laughs> because we skipped a week, um, we don't have twice the amount of topics, but we got a couple more than usual. So um, let's barrel right into it. Shoot. As you may or may not know, Pete and I have been reviewing the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. films. In anticipation for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is out now. Um, but Pete's also got like, man, I work. I work just as much as you guys. And I'm like, I like skip out on sleep. And I'm like, okay, how are we going to make this work? And Pete's like, it, I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to make fun of Pete here, but it's all in good fun. It's all just kind of like I'm not actually, I get, there's no sour grapes. But Pete's like, oh, man, dinner's going to make twenty take 20 extra minutes to make tonight because we're doing something a little fancy. I can't record this week. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. Uh, so anyways, Mission Impossible Ted Reckoning is out right now, but Pete's going away next week um, to visit some family and stuff like that, I think, or something, yeah, or some holidays. sort of super what a, what a illicit, <laughs> illegal technology. Who knows? Um but, uh, so that's going to get pushed off a little bit. We have recorded our Mission Impossible 6 review, which either is out at the time of 
you hearing this or it it's about to be or you know whatever um but all these mission impossible movies right the fact that we're getting mission impossible dead reckoning part one and dead reckoning part two i think a lot of people myself kind of included for no good reason just sort of heard these titles that it was a part one and part two and kind of assumed this is the finale right that this is the big franchise send-off yeah kind of like endgame was split up yeah well even though that yeah and i mean even though that wasn't the send-off it was it was in in not so many words but yeah tom cruise is 61 tom cruise is 61 years old yep He's, he's no spring chicken and so that's another reason to kind of be like, okay, I mean, the guy's in his 60s now. And it's not like he's in his 60s and he's starring in rom-coms. These are body-intensive movies that he's in. And so I think a lot of people just assumed, okay, part seven, part eight, that that's those are going to be kind of the wrap-up of all of this. Well, it seems like we may have assumed wrong. Tom Cruise was recently doing an interview with Deadline in which he said essentially that he hopes to continue doing what he's doing, making these types of movies, maybe specifically the Mission Impossible movies, into his 80s for another 20 years. He says Harrison Ford is a legend. I hope to still be going. I've got 20 years to catch up with him. I hope to keep making Mission Impossible movies until I'm his age. Okay, so (laughs) there's a couple of things to unpack here. And a couple of reasons why this is ridiculous and a couple of reasons why it may not be as crazy as you might think. Um, first of all, ridiculous because uh, it's hard to picture Tom Cruise doing Mission Impossible movies in his 80s, right? These are very, like I said, these are very straining, hard on his body, crazy movies for him to make. And it's hard to do that stuff when you're 80, I would imagine. However... I was listening to a couple of people talk about this online, and I think they made some really good points. First of all, had I come up to you or someone come up to you 20 years ago when Tom Cruise was in his 40s and they had said to you, Tom Cruise is going to be making Mission Impossible movies and they're going to become increasingly crazier in the stunts that he's personally performing into his 60s. There's a good chance you would have looked at me and and went, uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. And here we are, sixty one, and they've just been getting crazier and crazier and better and better yeah. and 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 he's still going. The other thing to consider is, you know, Tom Cruise is kind of the. He's kind of one of those guys where although Mission Impossible isn't his, he he's not the director 
they're not it's not his movie it's his movie it's his franchise he's calling a lot of the shots he's making a lot of story decisions he's probably making a lot of casting decisions and so it's well within tom cruise's power to adapt the role that ethan hunt plays in these mission impossible movies as he ages right yeah like Harrison Ford just did, in his 80s, just did Indiana Jones 5. Now, he can't do all the things that he used to do, but he's still there. He's still playing Indy. Body doubles and CGI are are masterful Uh, And stuff like that, right? (laughs) And even, like, in uh, I've seen Mission Impossible, or Mission Impossible, I've seen Indy in the Dial of Destiny, and... There's a couple of moments in that movie. This isn't spoilery. There's a couple of moments in that movie where you look at it and you go, uh, okay, I'm sure an 80-year-old did that. Um, but for the most part, they really play to his age. They make that a part of the story, that he's got aches and pains, and he's, you know, he can't, he's not as nimble as he used to be. Yeah. Um, kind of the way Sam Jackson hobbles along in the first couple episodes of... Secret of Secret Invasion, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't think it's super crazy. It doesn't surprise me that this is what Tom Cruise would want to do. He lives, breathes, bleeds, you know, inhales, what have you. Not only these films, but Hollywood in general. Like, just filmmaking and the old-fashioned night out at the movies with a big bucket of popcorn. That's Tom Cruise's life force. And so it doesn't surprise me that he would want to, and I don't think it's that crazy that he's going to try to. Anyways, Carl, what are your thoughts on one of Pete's favorite actors, Tom Cruise? Like, Has he become if, if, that? Is, is, is Pete, are those Pete's words? I don't Has know Pete that there's specific. He, he's, he's enjoying the Mission Impossible movies a lot. Anytime we do a year where there's vote options to put forth that have Tom Cruise in them, Pete tends to put the Tom Cruise vote options for it, like Jerry Maguire, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and uh, he pees himself a little bit anytime someone mentions Top Gun. So... <laughs> he just I pees think, a little bit. <laughs> right? And so... Sorry, Pete. Um, actually, sorry, Pete's wife. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, if 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 Pete could get any two guys in a room and sit and hang out with and slap back some beers and you know whatever, it'd be Tom Cruise. And oh, I don't Leonardo think Tom DiCaprio. Cruise would go with that. He's got a height thing where he likes to be the tallest person in the room, and Pete's definitely taller than Tom Cruise. Oh, Pete wouldn't be allowed to stand up. No, he'd no, have no. to. He'd have to be if he went to go to the bathroom. He'd have to go on his knees. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, you hear all this. What are your thoughts on first of all the idea that Tom Cruise would want to make? another 20 years worth of Mission Impossible movies, which may only be like four more Mission Impossible movies. It's a lot, but, you know, it takes time to make these movies. Yeah. Um, and do you think it's do you think it's even in the game? It's in the cards? Or is this something that's going to kind of fizzle out in another 10 years when the sciatica kicks in? Yeah, I don't know. Uh Scientology seems to be doing wonders for Tom Cruise and his physical health and looks. It agrees so, with him. <laughs> whatever they're yeah. drinking in the water over there, the Scientology buildings, uh, 
It's well, I think him. he's. I think he started tapping. I think he's now also drinking Paul Rudd's blood. Oh yeah, okay, that might. Mm. Well, that's. I think that's part of the Scientology belief system. Yes, you yes. Drink Paul's Paul blood Rudd. Blood. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, more power to him. Um, I don't know. I feel like at some point you, the horse is dead, and you need to stop hitting it, but. If if the franchise still goes strong that long, then yeah, more power to him. I I'm not a huge fan, but he's got some stuff that I do like. Of Tom Cruise or yeah. Mission Impossible? Not just Tom Cruise in general. I'm not a big mm-hmm. Tom Cruise nut. Just looking at his like catalog of films, there's a few that I'm like, oh yeah, that's that was really good. Well, and it's no secret that I never was either. That yeah. I was I loved to to hate tom cruise um but i did really like top gun maverick and i've been having more fun than i would have wanted to admit two years ago um in watching these mission impossible films so i'm i'm coming around to older tom cruise i think he's aging well i think he's Mm. growing really coming into his acting abilities and and yeah i still don't think i like young tom cruise yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, as far as this topic goes, though, yeah, like, I mean, the MI movies are, are fun action spy flicks. And, yeah, I think they're going to do uh, – they'll do well regardless, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, I guess, I don't know, unless they do something silly that turns people off the franchise and – Mm. Yeah, I, I I I hope he does well in his eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wish no man if... harm when they turn eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah is he Harrison Ford? Me. No, he's nah, he's he doesn't. No. it does, doesn't hold a candle to him in my opinion. But no, um, it's probably it's probably Tom Cruise's dream. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Tom Cruise's dream to die at the age of eighty five. Doing some crazy stunt for <laughs> for the film. some movie, like it's the last. Right? He doesn't do any other. He doesn't do the stunt scenes to the movie till the very end of the filming. The very so end. that if he dies yeah. in the midst of it, they can still kind of like make it work. <laughs> and it'd be the biggest. It'd be the biggest Mission Impossible movie of all. It'd be the biggest action film of all time. Probably it'd be like this is the Mission Impossible film that killed Tom Cruise. <laughs> Right, everyone would everyone would be going to go see it. Yeah. Anyways, moving on, um, we're going to talk a lot about Deadpool three today, but we're going to talk about it kind of in little chunks, um, and and we'll reach the different aspects of the Deadpool three stories sort of as we come to them. But kicking things off, there is a rumor going on right now. A rumor? There's lots of rumors. Well, <laughs> there's one sp- anyway. specific rumor that I'd like to talk about right now. Um, well, there's something that's not a rumor, but then it's kind of turning into a rumor. So the thing that's not a rumor is that Channing Tatum has been seen bumming around the set of Deadpool 3. Now, obviously, that has led to speculation, to rumors to fantasies that Channing Tatum could be playing Gambit in Deadpool 3. 
Now, this doesn't seem, this isn't like some crazy, just out of thin air thing. Um, for a very long time, for those who don't know, for a very long time prior to Fox becoming defunct and everything kind of, you know, getting sold off and this, that, and the other yeah. thing. In the heyday Fox of been, the Fox X-Men series. Yes. Fox had been talking forever about doing a Channing Tatum Gambit movie. Everyone knew that. It was it was Channing Tatum was cast as Gambit. Channing Tatum was Gambit. We just didn't have a movie yet. But they were very everyone was very public about the fact that Channing Tatum is Gambit. And obviously that film never happened. We didn't get to see Channing Tatum as Gambit. But now Channing Tatum has been hanging out around the set of Deadpool 3. And taking into consideration everything that we know about Deadpool 3 and the type of film it's going to be, uh, and the other rumors that are sort of circling it in terms of who may or may not appear, I don't think it's super crazy to speculate, to assume that Channing Tatum hanging out around the set of Deadpool 3 means that he is donning a deck of cards and, and a trench coat and that he's going to, in fact, be playing Gambit. Now, I'm not a big, massive... Like, my the extent of my exposure to Gambit is whoever played him in um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And then, obviously, the, the forever promise that we were going to get a Channing Tatum Gambit movie. I didn't know of the character prior to that. Um, I didn't really care... And I still don't know, like, this isn't something that gets me going. I'm not like, oh, finally, we're getting Gambit. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't, I still don't know enough about him. Um, but uh, it does yeah. seem possible that this is what's going to happen. And the rumor is that he's already filmed the cameo. That, that you know, by the time anyone caught him on set or either whatever it was, it was uh, it was his scenes were already locked and in the bag. So I, if he is in it, I don't know if he's just playing a cameo, if he's playing a, a small role, if he's playing a bigger role. Um, but Carl, you hear this, you hear Channing Tatum, Magic Mike himself, has been bumming around the set of Deadpool three. Um, over or under fifty percent that this means that this is confirmation that he's playing. Gambit and Deadpool three over under 50%. Uh, I would say over if he's on the set, he's, he's doing something and yeah, the way, okay. With a little spoiler for future topics on the show today, like a lot of our conversation around Deadpool three is going to be about these cameos <laughs> that are yep. going to that are, that are just like, it, it seems like, man, if it's, if, if these people that are being rumored don't show up, then Ryan Reynolds has rickrolled all of Hollywood by just inviting random people who have been in Marvel films oh on the set to just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to come hang out on the set? We'll start a rumor. <laughs> Which he would do. He totally would right? do it. Like, it's not unrealistic that he would say that he would go to Disney. He would go to Fox Studio, you know, whatever the division is called now. And say, hey, how much how much money is in our budget for not to put him in the film, 
But how much money is in our budget to have George Clooney on set for half a day in a bat suit? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to yeah. put him in the film. I just want him on set. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. I mean, be, you don't even like I don't I don't think he'd even need to go to the studio for that. Just be like, "Hey George, do you have do you have that bat suit still? Do you have a bat suit? Does it yeah. fit you? Why don't you put it on and come down and, and watch what we're doing? We're just not going to film yeah. you. Just just show yeah. up in it. <laughs> just come come hang out on the set for the day and uh and if you could please please bring that bat suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just the cowl. Just bring the cowl. <laughs> yeah. Just the cowl. Yeah. Yeah. So you I, have a Batmobile still? <laughs> No, but it wouldn't even need to be that. It wouldn't even, no, it wouldn't even need to be that. You wouldn't need a bat suit. All you would need to do would be to invite George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell to set the same day. (laughs) If you had Batman and Robin on set in the same day, suit or no suit, rumors would fly. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, especially because who even knows or cares about Chris O'Donnell anymore, (laughs) it would be a really funny phone call because- Ryan Reynolds would just be like, hey, Chris, you want to come to the set for the day? And Chris O'Donnell would be like, I didn't even know you knew who I was. Like, what, why am I getting invited to the Deadpool 3 set? But no reason. Anyways. Yeah, no reason. Yeah. Oh, man. As far as Chatting Tate and being Gambit, I never understood the casting. I didn't think it was a good casting. Because Chatting Tatum's... Gambit in mind, but mine has always been more of a... Like a, a gymnast kind of physique. And chatting okay, sort of, of slender, like a little bit bulkier, but yeah, uh, it's a big guy. I don't know. <clears throat> I think, I think it, just in terms of like the fun that this kind of would bring, it'd be you know it's the same way seeing um, oh man Nicholas Cage as Superman on screen during the Flash. Mm-hmm. I would get pumped just to see Chatting Tatum after all the rumors and then nothing happening and kind of the same same feel here right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. would be really cool man uh it'd be crazy it'd be so crazy all right moving on sticking with deadpool 3 obviously the biggest piece of news that we ever got not only surrounding deadpool deadpool 3 the mcu but one of the biggest pieces of news that we got in I'm not even going to say comic book movies. In, in in movies in general, in a very long time, maybe the biggest piece of news in the 2020s was that Hugh Jackman was returning as Wolverine for Deadpool 3. Yeah. And anybody who's anybody has been super excited to see this, to find that out, to see this, like it, it has taken any anticipation that may have been there for Deadpool three prior to this announcement and just like pumped it so full of NOS that uh, I just, oh, I still can't even wrap my head around the fact that this is happening. Well, it came out a little while ago. Rumors came out a little while ago that Wolverine in Deadpool 3 was going to finally be donning his comic book slash 90s cartoon yellow suit. And it was rumors, but given 
what we know about Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool and the fan service that's already going on here and stuff, it it didn't seem like a stretch. Yeah. It was like, okay, <clears throat> it's just a rumor, but is probably but it's probably true that that's what's happening. Well, we finally have an image. We have a set picture, and I think because there was a lot of spec, people were like, well, why why would you? Why are they releasing this image now? Like, isn't that something they would like save and stick in a trailer, you know, whatever? And I think they, I think essentially what happened was they were filming somewhere relatively public and somebody grabbed a snap. No, they, I think, no, I think they released this, they did release this themselves, but I think it was just to get ahead of all of that. Mm. I think they knew that there was going to be people, someone was going to get a snapshot of it. Rather than releasing and, a poor quality image, yeah, let's take they're a like, let's just, photo. Let's and, put this out on our own, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we got a proper picture of Deadpool in his costume standing next to Wolverine in his costume. And the Deadpool costume, a couple of minor tweaks that I can maybe pick out from previous films, but it looks pretty much the same as what we've seen. Um, and then there's Wolverine. Wolverine standing there in his yellow outfit, and it looks absolutely kind of ridiculous to me. I gotta really? be honest. Yeah. I Listen, I did not grow... I didn't read X-Men comic books growing up. I didn't watch the show growing up. My, my introduction to X-Men as is probably true for a lot of people, was Brian Singer's X-Men movie in 2000. Right? That was, that was how I got into X-Men. I was only eight at okay. the time. So you're, you, you grew up with the, the leather biker suit. Yeah, and I mean, I was, I was aware that there was, there was other costumes, and I had like a video game or whatever where he wears several different outfits in it and stuff like that, but... Um, I grew up with yeah, sort of the black leather um, outfits, yeah. and then and, and then around that was time used- in comics, they they weren't really utilizing the comics weren't really utilizing this suit. He was more kind of street clothes or yes, well, you know. and so then I you know I then there's the Wolverine look with the blue jeans and the leather jacket, and then the Wolverine look with just the blue jeans and the white wife beater. Yeah, right, which really is only there to show off Hugh Jackman's physique. <laughs> yeah. Um so I didn't I I don't have any nostalgia to this yellow suit. Um I'm not against the idea of the yellow suit. Like when I heard that that was probably what was going to happen, I was like, "Oh, okay, you know what? That makes sense and that's that's cool. It'll be finally it'll be kind of cool to see him in this outfit." And looking at this picture, I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's the shade of the yellow seems kind of goofy to me i don't know i do know i don't like the fact and a lot of other people have commented on this and it doesn't make any sense to me there's yellow material from his shoulders down to his elbows that should not be there yeah i heard i read show off his biceps was because hugh jackman the actor has got some kind of skin condition or something i don't know <laughs> i mean it's possible he's he, he very famously hugh jackman has had at least one operation i think on his face um to deal with skin cancer years ago yeah um is that he's, australian yeah, son, I think that's man. that's what i was really like some some kind of yeah. cancer so he's 
he's susceptible to it now or something. So this is to kind of help limit the exposure there or something. I guess it's just a shame. It's a shame that, you know, if Hugh Jackman has gotten, cause everything, everything that we heard was that Hugh Jackman was getting bigger than he's ever been. Right. Eh, Not to show off the guns. He's in a full body suit here. Right. So you can't even like, and the suits kind of got like a little bit of plating armor look to it. Right. Like some, some structured hard pieces. And yeah. so you can't even, it's not even like he's in spandex and you can look at him and go, woo, look at that body under there. So I don't know. Um, it, yeah. I mean, ultimately it's just a picture. It's just a picture. And so until we see it in a trailer, we see it in action. Uh, we don't even know how much of the film he's even going to be in this suit. Um, you know, there was a rumor a little while ago, I think maybe we talked about it on the show, was that Deadpool 3 was going to feature multiple versions of Deadpool and multiple versions of Wolverine across the multiverse. Right. Um, so it's possible that this isn't even our Hugh Jackman. Right? This could just, just be... This could be Wolverine. Yeah, this could be 10 minutes of the film when they're universe hopping. Right? Like, who knows? Um, but anyways... It, it, just the just the feels that I'm getting from this image alone. Uh, I I don't. It's not what I had hoped for. Carl, you're a much bigger X Men fan than I am. Oh, I'm a big Wolverine fan. Like you saw. Oh, I know. Yeah. You saw the. You watched the show in when the I, '90s. When I, I was a kid, and I would go up to my family cabin. We'd stop at a gas station that had, when gas stations and stuff still had like a comic book spot on the magazine a rack, rack. and yeah. I would get Wolverine comics for the week. Like just Wolverine comics. <laughs> so, so you've seen this picture, and what are your thoughts? Oh man, it uh, it gets me excited. It's not completely like '90s comic accurate yellow, right? Because he's not wearing like the blue underwear on the outside. The yeah, boots don't have the big flares. He's not wearing the mask, which he still could have the mask somewhere. Just in this shot, he doesn't. Yeah, right? but like the. There, in the normal suit, the uh, kind of the, just below the rib cages on the side, there's like black stri- slashes, almost like mm-hmm. claw marks. They don't. It's a bl- it's a solid blue with like yellow slashes in the blue. Yeah. So that's a little different, but it still kind of brings that iconography of that original. Uh, the metal on the gloves, where the claws come out of the metal. On the that's gloves, cool. That's really cool. The shoulder he does pads, have the red and black X belt buckle. The X belt buckle. The shoulder pads kind of show off the like kind of as a good um, way of bringing to real life the big blue shoulder pads that he has in the comics in that yellow version. And then mm. the yellow version's got black again, kind of claw one single claw mark on either side of the neck. And he's kind of got that going on. So it like in terms of bringing a comic accurate super superhero suit to the live screen, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that really kind of bums me out is the same that you, what we already mentioned is like having making the suit sleeveless instead. That yeah. would have been like that would have just brought it to the next level. But if the reason they didn't is because Hugh Jackman was like, "Nah, man, I don't. Know, I've got skin cancer issues. Can you help me mitigate that?" Then you know, whatever. That's 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 a fine. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. 
But like, yeah, that trumps everything. Overall, else for this sure. is like a really good uh, replica. I would say a, 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 a way of bringing it to the live screen and not making it look goofy. I think it looks great. I don't know what the mm-hmm. hell you're talking about. This is to <laughs> you- me. This is way better than the X Men uh, leather suits. Yeah. Like, well, and I mean, they were better. just trying to ground it in reality and, you know, um, did you see, it's not on the, um, it's not on the, the show notes for today. It's not a topic that we're talking about, but did you see the image online where, um, cause there's a lot of, there's some speculation going on that this shot, this desert shot that you see them in, um, may be the same location as, what was it that the the void or something from the Loki series where they show up and there's like little bits of every universe? Oh have kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Like the, gone there the to die. Time place where that monster is eating everything. Yeah, and so I'm going to send you an image right now. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this image or not, but it's an image that shows that at some point, because there's also shots where it looks like um, Wolverine is sort of you know he's holding. He's, he's skewered Wade, and he's holding him up in the air with his with his claws. So they're definitely going to have a fight in this location. Um, but it looks like I'm sending you this picture. It looks like they have a fight in front of a ruined, destroyed kind of feels like it fits in that void end of time area place version of the 20th century Fox sign. That would make sense. Because that they use that because like just Googling Deadpool three and looking at the casting, Tom Hiddleston as Loki is in it. Owen Wilson as Morbius is in it. Right. So yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Did you get this image I sent you? <clears throat> you got to oh, open this up. Uh, I am opening it now. I'm looking at this casting again. Your, uh, your favorite actor in the whole world is apparently going to be in it. James Marsden. James Marsden. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but look at this picture. This is so Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's cool. It, it's so Deadpool <laughs> yeah. that the, so the studio the that the studio that birthed all of these characters, Twentieth Century Fox. There's this massive ruined, destroyed version of the Twentieth Century Fox sign that they're going to have this big fight in front of. Ugh. this is actually a really cool picture because you could. It's got Ryan Reynolds. Or a double in co- in Deadpool costume. You see, and yeah, two Wolverines. You see two Wolverines. There's two yeah. Wolverines in the suit, and I, so ones might be Hugh Jackman in the double, or maybe I think we'll the one on the left. <laughs> yeah. The one on the left looks like Hugh Jackman. The one on the right doesn't look. Yeah, that's probably the bulky double. enough. Yeah, but, but who um, else is in this shot? Is there anybody else in this shot we can pull out? But you also see a rocket ship, kind of yeah. half. Destroyed and stuck submerged. in the dirt there, which again kind of lends credit to this is some sort of like. Well, even the there's this weird I don't know what this building this like a little bunker building in front of the 20th Century Fox sign. I don't think that's yeah. that's not that looks like set dressing and not that's a set like piece. The tents yeah. that are set up. And so it's it. it's it 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 just all kind of lends credit to the idea that this is some sort of graveyard for universes and yeah. And stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and and how this shakes out. But uh, anyways, moving on. Also, Deadpool 3. Now, we've we've talked about 
a lot of the different potential people who are showing up in this. Forever ago, we talked about um, Patrick Stewart's comments about Professor X showing up. And then some further comments that made it sound like, ah, maybe Ian McKellen as Magneto might show up. And then we looked at some images on Halle Berry's Instagram, where she seemed to be rocking storm hair. Yep. Um, uh, coincidence? I don't know. I tend to think probably not. Um, well, in a world, in a world where we are jumping not only all over the place in far in in terms of as far as cameos and um and just different people that could show up from different movies and specifically kind of living in that fox universe kind of giving all of the fox characters their swan song kind of movie it has been confirmed not speculated confirmed that we are getting Jennifer Garner as Electra. Obviously, who played Electra not only in her own film, but was first introduced in the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. <clears throat> A film that I don't think is as bad as we all like to hate on it for. It's got some issues, but it's a cool movie. I like I like the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Screw they you. Did, they Screw did everyone some cool who things to show off the powers of Deadpool in it for sure. Yeah. It did Daredevil. But yeah. Daredevil. Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So So there's not there's nothing to speculate about here, right? It, 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 she's going to be in it. That's been confirmed. Now, here's where the speculation starts. Is it unreasonable to assume in a world where we just got George Clooney back as Batman, so to speak, George Clooney as Bruce Wayne, and Michael Keaton back as Batman, but specifically the George Clooney one, because George Clooney as Bruce Wayne was a portrayal that most people hated and have bashed on and and has not been remembered fondly. So in a world where that has happened... Is it out of the question? And what do you personally, Carl, think the odds are? I want your answer first, and I'll tell you mine. What are the odds? Out of 100, that we're going to see Ben Affleck back as Daredevil. Even just in a cameo. Just as a, a small little, you know, might not be bigger than the George Clooney thing at the end of The Flash. What do you think the odds are? Now that we've confirmed Jennifer Garner as Electra, what are the odds that we're going to get Ben Affleck as Daredevil? Uh, I think it's extremely good. <laughs> not, I would say that not only uh, would we see that version of Daredevil, I, I would say we'll probably see Charlie Cox as well. Maybe, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. At this point, and this is like, hey, I before I went away for a week of summer camp with a bunch of teenagers, uh, that sounded weirder than it should have. Yeah, that uh, was. I was like, <laughs> "Are you going to elaborate for Carl?" We'll just works leave it with okay. Um, as a uh, counselor, essentially, you yes, were as a counselor. <laughs> um, I I went to see 
uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse with my daughter, mm. which, you know, did the multiverse thing way better than mm. the flash. It well, was then, fantastic. Then the entirety of the MCU, I would say. Even the MCU so far too. Yeah. Yeah. In, like it included stuff from the MCU and from Fox and like, or whoever was from Sony's property. Like it was <laughs> yeah. amazing. They just like yeah. integrated like anything that had to do with Spider-Man in the past since Spider-Man was created was yeah. in that film. Yeah. Right. Now, not everybody had a, a voice line, uh, but it was so good. So at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw every live action version of a Marvel superhero make an appearance of some kind. But specifically, at least from the Fox universe. Specifically from the Fox universe. But even yeah. even like if, if Star-Lord showed up in this film, I wouldn't hmm. be surprised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, because that's cause the thing, right? This I, is the film that bridges that Fox universe to the MCU. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like maybe it's, maybe this is wishful thinking, but I feel like this Deadpool three film is going to do it really well. The way Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse did. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong, but just kind of because they're not taking it too seriously. I think, I think it'll be really good. Here's a question though, that I have for you. And I kind of, um, was something I've been wondering. Are you starting to get fatigued though by this type of, I mean, we just had Spider-Man no way home, right? That was the film that kind of kicked off this trend of, Oh my God, look who it is from a different film, a different universe, different timelines. Oh my God. And then we had obviously everything that went down. Like we, we got the Batman version of that in the flash. And now it seems like we're going to get it. Is it sort of the Fox Marvel version of it in Deadpool three? Well, And we got it with the original Spider-Man animated and now Spider-Verse. Yeah, but those weren't those were introducing those weren't pulling characters that we'd seen in films from twenty no, years ago. No, but you're ago. still dealing with multiverse issues. Yes, but I mean specifically the oh, oh my god, I can't okay. believe you're this person's about, coming okay. back. I see where I see where you're where you're where yeah you're kind of right. the line. The, right. the the Tobey Maguire's, Michael Keaton's, right. and now Jennifer Garner's of of the conversation. Um, is it is it getting old? Like, well, it's definitely, it's definitely like the, the hot new kind of, um, trend or, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Um, uh, I had the it's word a fad fad or yeah. Trope. It's the hot new trope mm -hmm. trope that seems to be happening because like, yeah, every, every franchise out there is kind of, if, if this kind of sci-fi is a possibility, then they're diving yep. into it. Yeah. This multiversal kind of, yeah. now I, I will say I'm looking forward to seeing all these people potentially show up in Deadpool three, but interestingly it does make like, 
it makes me look back on Andrew and Toby showing up in um, in No Way Home and just kind of go, oh, that was less crazy and special now than it was back then. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it was like they could have done it, more. Just, well, no, not that they could have done more, but it was just like you know when that happened, it was like nothing like this has ever happened before. This is crazy that they're doing this. Mm. And now it's just less crazy when this stuff happens. Now it's just like right. It's not as special. Now you've come to expect it. Yeah. Right. And fans, mm. the second you find out that there's a Deadpool movie that's multiversal, then instantly it's it, it, the expectation is well, who's going to show up? Yeah. Well, why does anybody have to show up? I mean, I'm glad that they're going to. But it's just kind of like, eh, you know, I I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely, as, as like a new hot trope that f- f- movies seem to be jumping on, it's... Uh, some people are going to do some films are going to do it way better than others. Like the flash did it pretty well because they limited their kind of their scope. They narrowed it um, mm. into the spider verse did it amazingly well. Cause they just like, they threw the entire, the everything, the kitchen sink on screen and yeah, like, like the, the spider buggy, shows up at one point and it's like hey i remember that thing <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah that it, it definitely is uh yeah yeah hard to uh, say yeah i think i think flat this one will do it better flash has probably done it the weakest even though it even still did it well what are, what other ones what, what would you say is the weakest kind of use of this trope so far um i don't know i mean it pains me to say that it it may have been it may have been the flash but i think maybe it was the flash just because it was the it was the worst movie out of out of the ones that have done it so far, but it, it it still pains me to say that because it was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, probably, unfortunately, probably the flash. Yeah. That would be my go to as well. Like as well, as good as Michael Keaton was is in Batman in that again, re 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 portraying that role. It, it definitely kind of didn't do a great job in terms of utilizing this multiversal kind of trope. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, moving on. A trailer has arrived for a film that a lot of people, when it was announced, looked at it and went, uh, really? Why? Just why? I, however, have been excited for this since day one. It's a property that I really enjoy. It's something that I, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, like you know, it's been 15 years since the last one, if not more. Uh, so let's, I, I don't know, take another crack at it. And 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 they're doing it in a very unique kind of way this time. So I'm like, eh, sure. And that, of course, is the trailer for Wonka. 
the Timothy Chalamet prequel or sort of Wonka origin story. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, it's like, well, why does he need an origin? Stop explaining. We don't want midichlorians. Stop explaining the force. (laughs) Just let him be mysterious and whatever. We don't need to know where he came from. Uh, whatever screw you guys i i don't care i whatever and not only is this and there was kind of speculation we weren't 100 percent sure but this trailer has kind of confirmed it for us not only is this sort of an origin story to willy wonka the character but this serves as a prequel to the 70s gene wilder film like, it's not just a whole new reimagining, but an origin story. This is a prequel to Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. And so the trailer's here. In all its glory. And I watched it. And the first time I watched it, I was underwhelmed. I, I didn't know really what I thought of it. I was kind of like, oh... That's not what I was hoping for. I've watched it about three or four more times since. Um, and I think each time I watch it, it grows on me a little bit more. So, I don't know. I think I'm still excited for the movie. I'm still excited. I want to see it. Hugh Grant shows up in, <laughs> at the end of this trailer playing an Oompa Loompa. Um, and again, like it's, it's very much, it is the green hair, orange face playing the same little note on his piccolo or whatever it is, dancing, turning around, holding his ankles. Like it, it, it is, it is the 1970s Oompa Loompa. You, you hear Timothy Chalamet say the, the strike that reverse it line that we heard Gene Wilder say several times. Um, so ultimately, I think it's going to be a, a, at least a fun time at the movies. I don't know that this trailer has sold me on the idea that this is going to be a masterpiece or it's going to be super wonderful or it's going to become an instant classic. I don't know. Too soon to tell. I do think Timothy Chalamet is a good actor. He gets a lot of hate. I don't know why he gets a lot of hate. I've heard several people say, and I don't know if I'd go this far quite yet. But I can see where they're coming from, that Timothy Chalamet is sort of poised to be the next Daniel Day-Lewis. If his, if his career and his acting ability, and what if he continues to hone it and, and continue on the path that he's on, that he's truly destined to be one of the greats? It's possible. I don't know. Hmm. But, Carl, you saw this tr- new trailer for Wonka coming out this Christmas. It's not far away. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I only watched it once. And I watched it, uh, how long is the trailer? Two minutes and 30 seconds prior to us talking. <laughs> <laughs> right? You actually, so it hasn't percolated I, I actually didn't a whole pick lot. up the phone I was, when you called because I was busy watching the trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it hasn't kind of, fully... You kind of interrupted my viewing of it, Brady. Yeah. How dare the you? The Wonka tea hasn't steeped for yeah. you t- I entirely. I I like I like both iterations of Willy Wonka and the Ch- Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. that uh, we've been given. Uh, I thought they were both fun. Uh, I don't know. 
everybody by now knows I don't like remakes. I think they're which which it isn't. Which it isn't. It's a prequel. So <clears throat> I'm a little I'm a little torn because this kind of feels like kind of remake ish material, right? Like let's let's go back to the stew that made us lots of money just to make more money instead of let's, you know, like actually tell a decent story. But the, the, the kind of the premise of the story that the trailer lays out and how they're going to explain things or whatever seems interesting. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I probably sit on the fence of one of those people that you so casually bashed that like, why, why do we need to, we don't need to know this part of the charm of those movies is that you, your imagination fills in the blanks of the unknowns. Yeah. Right. Like how, how did he find these Oompa Loompas or how did, how, how did he come by this factory? How does he make this magical stuff happen? It's like, you, you could let your, your imagination. So when you explain things away, even if, you leave room for other, like, I don't know like how much of it, this, this prequel is going to explain away all that magic, so to speak of, of my imagine that my imagination is created or filled in the blanks for, uh, and how much is it going to kind of leave room for new spots that I can fill in the blanks for. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, so I don't know. I, I I'd be I would say I'm on the fence right now. And normally, normally I think I would tend to agree that like leave well enough alone. You you don't need to explain away past stories and stuff like that. But the one thing that kind of makes me I don't know question my stance on that a little bit was a little movie called Oz the Great and Powerful. Right. That was a very Which good was, movie. It was a very good movie. And and was fun and and sort of connected all of the dots perfectly and you were like, "Ah, it's the it's the right. hot air balloon and it's the like ah um it and the wizard of oz was not a character that needed his backstory explained. Who is he? Why is he there? Why is he the one human that's there and and what is all this and that was fun it was fun to kind of wonder and none of that was hurt by oz the great and powerful so i don't know this is that that's that's kind of the movie that that is giving me more hope for this one that's kind of looking at it going i would say that's a really valid and strong argument against kind of that leave it be mentality that kind of yeah i'm I, I i'm clinging to a little bit and i'm not i would be i'm i'm not clinging to it too strong in terms of this movie because it's not a remake it's a it's a prequel and mm-hmm. i you you bring I, I completely forgot about oz and that film and like kind of recalling some of that film in my mind is like yeah okay that that worked so maybe this one, if done well, can do the same. Also, I think that the casting for this film is is great, incredible. <laughs> like incredible. I can, that that doesn't hurt. 
Like <laughs> Rowan shot of Rowan Atkinson. When I see Rowan Atkinson in the trailer, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. This is going to be yeah, great. Th- that shot of Rowan Atkinson running away from the animals going, yeah. run away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, ah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I think I think what this film will need to do because what Oz the Great and Powerful did was it left you in a place where it wasn't just like a film that took place sometime before the first one and kind of was there for the sake of being there. It ended with all of those connective dots perfectly in place that now the events of Wizard of a uh, Wizard of Oz made made sense. There was no, they didn't leave a lot of gap. They didn't leave a, a lot of like, okay, now what? Uh, well, what the hell happens in between all this other stuff? Like it just it 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 kind of connected everything beautifully. Right. And yeah. so I think that's what Wonka needs to do. It needs to end in a place that <clears throat> that makes. All kinds of sense that yeah. you know. Maybe sets, this film sets up the the Wonka movie, yeah, beautifully. Maybe this film needs to end with him, you know, reaching a point. You know, there's a flash at the end of the film. There's a flash forward. It's it's twenty years later, or whatever it is, and he's deciding because of all of the spies and the whatever and Slugworth and and whatever else that he's going to close the doors to the factory. Right. Isolate himself off from the rest of the world. They're going to shut everything down. Not shut everything down, just shut the doors to the commute to the world. Yes. Yeah. Right. Still make chocolate and and sell it, but like nobody's allowed inside the doors of this factory. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, okay, perfect. And then now I can pop in the original and we're, you know, we're right there. Yeah. We're sailing. Yeah. 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 Cool. That would be a, that would be a beautiful ending. Yeah. Standing at Move. just like Chalamet standing at the doors and closing them. Or yeah, something. age them up a bit though, right? Say yeah. that it's been a, it's been you know the jump forward ten years or whatever. Age them up a bit, kind of do a little bit of facial whatever to to kind of bridge the gap between him and Gene Wilder. Yeah, you know. All right, moving on to another trailer. A trailer that look. Uh, this is going to be one of those topics where I. I I got so excited the second I saw that this trailer had been uploaded and I stopped everything I was doing and I didn't even watch it on my computer. I was like, I'm going to put this on the TV and I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, yes, finally, another installment in one of my favorite franchises. Can I just uh, say we go. before you reveal it? <laughs> yeah. I hate you. No, I know. And then, so then what I was going to say is, but on the flip side of that, this is a topic that Carl not only has no interest in this film, but probably thoroughly did not enjoy watching the trailer. No, I didn't. And probably horrible. found the trailer, not just like, oh, this looks like a bad movie, but- This is disturbing. Had an upsetting experience- <laughs> watching the trailer and that is for the next installment in the conjuring universe and a sequel to the nun it is the nun 2 listen i i'm not a huge horror guy on the movie man podcast i've kind of, because everyone else is so not into horror i've kind of come across i've kind of taken the role of the horror advocate 
But I'm really, like, in my day-to-day life, my day-to-day movie selection, like, sitting down and watching a horror movie, for me, it's like, it's an event. I'm not just throwing that on when I'm looking for something to watch. But something about the Conjuring universe, something about, like, with, with Patrick Wilson and all these other characters that they've created and the fact that, like, the actual the actual main Conjuring universe, Conjuring 1, 2, and 3, are based off of, like, the person that Patrick Wilson and Vera Famega, I've probably butchered that, um, that they play, that they are playing real-life people. And, and these are, those are films based off their case files and, and all this stuff. Like, I just, something about the flavor of horror in this universe I love. And I watched the trailer for The Nun 2. I can't wait. Like, I really legitimately cannot wait. It's been several years now since we had um, had our last installment in the universe. Good. And I'm happy wait. for you. And Carl, <laughs> for you. you watched the trailer for The Nun 2. How excited are you for this movie? I'm not. You know I'm not. You knew I wasn't as soon as you sent this. You <laughs> suck. I never would have watched this on my own volition. Describe for me the, the experience list of to talk to for that reason alone. And you describe for me the experience of you watching a trailer like this. Like, are you like even sitting and watching it? I assume on your phone or your laptop in a well lit room. Does it like? I had like I legitimately jump scared at the one jump scare moment in it. With the yeah, and I was just like, like, God, just come through this stupid. (laughs) It's like (laughs) the eeriness of it, and I'm just like, why would anybody put themselves through this experience? Well, you know, I heard the other day. (laughs) I heard the other day they had done this scientific. um, They'd done a study, and what they discovered was that you actually, in watching a scary movie, and they'd kind of ranked like the the number of calories based on like these different films but because scary movies elevate your heart rate watching different scary movies you actually burn calories just sitting there watching scary movies are you proposing a new weight loss program brady i am yeah you and me man you and me we're gonna sit down we're the gonna movie watch man weight loss program <laughs> Yeah, we we got a list of movies that you just sit down and binge. <laughs> yeah, you will simultaneously in the course of one afternoon, we'll watch seven films, and and you will be that much closer to your to having a heart attack. <laughs> um, but you'll also probably have burned like three quarters of a pound. So I think, I think the trade off makes yeah. sense as long as you're eating uh, low calorie. Uh, movie food, a celery. Yeah, no, celery is no the only. Licorice, yeah. No pop. No, no, no just no celery. buttery popcorn. <laughs> just demonic possession and celery. I think is uh, <laughs> is the recipe for success there. But yeah, so no interest, huh? Could, it doesn't. No. Uh, <laughs> no can you, you can you at least concede that it looks like a well made movie? It, like yes. that it. I will give you that. It has the potential. It could be a very good horror movie. I yeah. have no interest in watching it and giving a follow up on that comment, but that's fine. I'll get you drunk. Yeah. I'll get you drunk. We'll sit and we'll no. We'll, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm more <laughs> right. interested in our next topic. <laughs> Moving on, you and I had 
some months ago now, <clears throat> sat down and we laid out our dream castings for the DC, the new James Gunn, yeah, Peter did. Safran DC universe. And many of those character castings have not been announced yet. Right. So we don't know where things stand in terms of all that. A couple have. We've gotten our Superman. We've gotten our Lois. And neither of us were on the money. No. Neither of us got that right. They've now also announced Mr. Terrific, which was a character that we didn't cast. We, you know. um, One I'm familiar with, but yeah, he's not definitely not like a a tier hero in in the Justice League. Yeah. And um, Metamorpho, they they cast, which is, again, someone that we didn't, you know. same, same thing. Familiar was, with, not A-tier, no. wasn't expecting. But also totally makes sense. But uh, you know what? As soon as I heard Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho, I'm like, right, it's James Gunn. Yeah, he's not going like, to pick the the cream of the crop. He's going to No, pick- it's going to be the most obscure characters yeah. because it's James Gunn. Be- anyway. But also because those those a lot of times the obscure characters have the potential f- for being really good. Cool. Like Metamorpho is just like this stupid smart genius no sorry mr fantastic is supposed to be like a super smart genius i can't remember if he's part robot or not but yeah but then like metamorpho is like he can change himself his molecular biology into like any form so he can be a rock Mm -hmm. or a gas or a liquid or yeah so he's pretty cool Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of story potential in, in these characters that otherwise might never see the the light of day on the silver screen. Oh yeah. They're they're like like will be will be really cool to see on the silver screen. Mhm. No, hands down. Um someone we did cast was Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Now there are Green Lantern's one of those characters. There's very many different variations, um aliases, there's versions. a whole core of whole, that whole of that character. Force. <laughs> yeah. And I cast the Hal Jordan version. And I think you cast two versions, didn't you? You cast the Hal Jordan version, but also uh yeah, um well, what's his name? Um Oh man. Uh this is going to bug me. Um it real quick. I'm going to beat you. Um, who's going to get there Who first? Are Oh, um, if I knew how to type. Come on, come on. John Stewart. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, John yeah. Stewart. Yeah, Hal Jordan and and John Stewart. Um, I just cast the that Hal Jordan version, and um, and in the role of Green Lantern, I cast Nathan Fillion. Yeah, you did. And today I'm popping champagne because your boy was right. Half right. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Half right. It was sort of right. Uh, because it's James Gunn. And so James Gunn isn't going to put Hal Jordan or John Stewart in his universe as uh, as Green Lantern. He's gonna put Guy Gardner. And you know what? 
This Guy is Gardner genius. come up as a topic of conversation during that episode? I don't think so. I doubt it. But this is genius. It's not only genius for James Gunn, but it's genius for Nathan Fillion, and it makes total sense. If you are going to cast Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, you do the Guy Gardner Green Lantern. Because for those who don't know, essentially, the character of Guy Gardner is that he's kind of a lovable dick. He's yeah. He's he's kind of a jerk, but he still pulls off this likability. And I think Nathan Fillion's ability to portray that is is undebatable. <laughs> like it's it's I don't it just this casting yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, obviously Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern makes a lot of sense to me because that's what I picked. Blah blah blah. One point for me, zero for Carl. Um, but <laughs> half a point. Uh, this this is exciting, Carl. You hear that Nathan Fillion, ya boy, Nathan Fillion. I know you like Nathan Fillion. I do I like me some Nathan Fillion? Um, is being cast as Guy Gardner's Green Lantern in the new, not only just in the new DC universe, but specifically he's going to show up in Superman Legacy. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is great. I mean, Nathan Fillion has been fan-casted as a Green Lantern for eons now. Um, Not the fan-casting that everyone wants, but this is, yeah, like you were saying, like, it's it's a role that definitely Guy Gardner can do, and he can pull it off probably easily in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, um, I mean, how how can you not get excited about this if you're a fan of anything DC or Nathan Fillion? So two check boxes for me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, because Nathan Fillion can really do the like snarky humor oh yeah yeah it's almost like typecasting <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but typecasting i'm okay with yeah yeah um yeah but uh only half a point for you yeah okay all right i'll update the whiteboard <laughs> i'll concede i'll concede you half the victory <laughs> half half a point all right all right sticking with james gunn james gunn obviously before taking on his new role over at the DCU uh, was the mastermind that brought us the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy over at Marvel. Yeah, he did. Movies that we're both fans of. And they just recently did sort of the, the commentary, the director slash producer slash actor commentaries um, that they do for DVDs, physical media. And now I think there's an option built into most streaming services that you can also turn on commentary. At least Disney Plus has it. And in the director's commentary for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, James Gunn was talking, and James Gunn said, Chris and I forever have talked about how great it would be to be able to do a legendary Star-Lord movie. A story with Star-Lord on Earth trying to adapt to the environment of Earth in the same way that somebody else might try to adapt to the alien environment of outer space. He's a fish out of water. 
It's just kind of regular water. So I can't wait to see it. Oh, okay. So right up until that last sentence, right up until those last seven words, this is just fun speculation. Yeah, you know what would be great? You know, it might be a fun movie, a cool avenue to explore. That's all that is. But those last seven words, so I can't wait to see it. Is this James Gunn teasing the fact that even though it won't be made by James Gunn, because James Gunn now has all the responsibilities in the world over at DC, that he's not hopping over and making Marvel movies anytime soon, he would still be in the know. Right? He's still he's still got connections. He still knows. He's good friends with Kevin Feige. Oh, we talk on the Chris Pratt would call him on the phone. You won't believe what they're doing with this character, man. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So is this James Gunn letting slip or unintentionally teasing or maybe intentionally teasing? I don't know. Is this him saying that there is a Chris Pratt solo Star Lord movie? In the works. I look at this and I would tend, I don't know if I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know if I'm like not doing my due diligence. I don't know what's going on. But I look at this and I go, that's what it seems like to me. And it makes sense. Because clearly, not only, like although Star-Lord is not a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy anymore. He's not going to be a part of the new lineup. When, when, if and when we get a new Guardians of the Galaxy movie sometime down the road, the front man is no longer Star-Lord. Having said that, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 ends in such a way that it appears to be setting up a new and sort of unique, interesting adventure for Star-Lord. Well, yeah, we get that little, the last thing we really see is that little title card that says the legendary Star-Lord will return. Well, and so. there's that. Yeah, there's the fact that they <laughs> so. flat out told you that he's going to return. <laughs> yeah. Something's going to, we're going to see uh, Peter Quill as Star-Lord. Or, um, and I think this is what it is. And I don't know if he was yeah. supposed to say this in the director's commentary. I think those last seven words might have been a whoops. I don't know. But it seems to me like this is the sensible, this is the sensible route to take. This is the sensible approach. And so if this is in fact what they're doing, it makes total sense to me. And I tend to buy into the fact that this is what this means. Um, Carl, you hear this. What are your thoughts? Do you think we're going to get a solo Star-Lord film. Do you want a solo Star-Lord film? And what do you think that story should be? Like where, you know, where do you take them? What happens? I don't think we're going to get a feature-length Star Wars film. I don't think we're going to get a TV show. I think what we'll get um, is a a special in the same way we got Werewolf uh, by the Night. The special presentation and, Marvel and, thing. Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. It'll be yeah. like a little hour, hour and a half, however long those movies, those shows were, those movies were like direct to DV, direct to Disney Plus streaming. Um, 
special that'll deal with just what he says. Like when I left Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and that splash card came up, I was like, oh, okay, maybe we'll get another f- a film where he's a part of the film. It'll be like a, a amalgamation film, a bunch of heroes on screen, Avengers style, right? Which we probably will. But I, th- but having kind of heard this commentary from James Gunn, it kind of, for me, sparks like, oh, they're going to do like a, uh, what do you call it? A, a crop of life, a, a, a picture of life. Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Help me out here. You know what I mean? People know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Slice yeah. of life. I, to be honest, a slice to be of honest, life, I'm not listening. So. A slice of life kind of uh, film about Star-Lord adjusting to life on Earth. Right? Like Grandpa telling him to cut the lawn and he's like trying to figure out how to start the lawn more. Right? Like Grandpa yeah. comes out and is like, you got to pull the cord. What cord? Oh, this, right? Like kind of, yeah. kind of like that little that little scene we got where Gamora pushes the button to open the door and it's kind of kind of like that but like Star-Lord is Gamora mhm <laughs> not Gamora um Nebula Nebula Star-Lord is Nebula and Grandpa is Star-Lord so like a little bit role reversal but yeah like Star-Lord trying to figure out how dating apps work <laughs> kind of yeah so. What'll be interesting about that though is like you still need in order for it to be a story you still need a conflict you still need some sort of threat that takes place and it's hard for I me to picture but what that would be if not some sort of galactic threat because it's Star-Lord. I don't think you do though. If it's a slice of life film, you don't really need a threat. Um Guardians of the Galaxy, the Christmas special, didn't have any threat. The threat was no. The threat was he's not going to have Christmas. We need to bring him Christmas, right? Like you don't right. need a threat. You just need a set of circumstances that are interesting. Right. You need conflict, but that conflict doesn't need to be a yeah, threat. Yeah, it doesn't need to be it a galactic be threat or a combat. Or a, or an evil villain trying to attack Quill on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That c- so, I yeah, mean, so you think... Yeah. You think that's the route they'll go? Just I, sort of I like a comedy? Like, yeah. Like, there could, like, somebody could, like, there could be a threat come to Earth to kind of add some extra pressure or something like that. But I feel like with kind of that phrase that that he uses, where he's a fish out of water not knowing how to interact in this environment that that in itself is the conflict right of this kind of a slice of life film quill trying to figure out how to be human in human society when he's been a human in alien society for so long mhm like pick like picture like he he takes his his grandpa's car out for a joyride cuz He's, he just, just figured out how to drive a car properly. He gets pulled over, taken to jail because he doesn't have any ID or a driver's license because he's, he's not from Earth, <laughs> right? He doesn't doesn't have a state driver's license or any kind of identification. Grandpa's got to come bail him. But as he's being fingerprinted and stuff, they're like, name, Star-Lord. What? <laughs> you know, like kind of like that yeah. scene from the first film played out 
but on Earth. (laughs) And they don't have any idea who he is and they don't care. (laughs) Save the galaxy. Come on. Like, yeah, that'd be really fun. It would be. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. You've, you've, I, I don't know that I'm fully convinced, but you've swayed me enough to the idea that that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and that wouldn't me. work as a feature length film. No. But it would work as a special. It's only it's one like of those special long. presentations. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, but either way, we both agree that this is some sort of standalone, you know, touching base with what's going on with Star Lord is probably what is going to happen. Yeah. That's cool. my, that, that would be my takeaway from this news. Cool. All right, moving on to our last topic. And, and kind of circling back to Deadpool 3 in a way, but it's also a much bigger thing. We've talked about for a while now the the writer's strike. Right? Nothing can be written right now in Hollywood uh, because the writer's guild Unless it's a book. is on strike. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, no new scripts. And then just sort of nearly several weeks after that, just sort of nearly dodged was a director's strike. So that 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 didn't happen. They were, they were able to come to terms and and avoid that. But what has happened and was not avoided is now an actor's strike. Which really messes a lot of things up because with the writer's strike they weren't allowed to write anything new but if a script had already been written production was full steam ahead you could keep filming you just couldn't do any rewrites or change the script but if you had a script and you were happy with the script then shoot away well now the actors aren't allowed to work and I don't know if you know much about making movies. <laughs> but when you don't have any actors, I mean, you can get some, some B-roll shots, some scenery, some landscape shots, I guess. Yeah, you're pretty much down to documentaries. <laughs> yeah, you can do, you can do, well, yeah, as long as the doc- documentary has already been written. As Well, yeah. And as long right? as the the act the actor doing the voiceover work isn't part of the guild, yeah. <laughs> In which point you've just gotten Bob off the street. Hey man, I'm I'm always looking for some voiceover work. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, uh, mm-hmm. here we see the llama eating his food <laughs> on the hill. Look out! <laughs> There's a lion. It's coming to eat it. <gasps> the blue whale has crossed the lion in a. Llama walks away safely. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that's that was my, really uh, bad. That's that my really that's bad. my um, portfolio for uh, yeah. the the what's the what's the planet show? <laughs> Daily Planet. See, but, you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. <laughs> that's um, that's my submission. <laughs> yeah. So as a result, like to give you an idea of what this actor's strike you know means and has has the ability to do as of midnight 
a couple days ago. Production has stopped on many shows, movies, including Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3 is one of the first major productions to pause production amid the new strike. And it comes not long after filming has begun. So, essentially, this is just going to mean massive delays in the industry. Films that you thought were coming out at a certain date are probably not coming out on that date anymore. And it's particularly interesting for Deadpool because we were just talking about how the release date for Deadpool was moved up by six months. Right? We're supposed to be getting it in the spring. We're supposed to be getting it 10 months from now. We're supposed to be getting it in the spring instead of next fall. I don't know that we're getting that film in the spring anymore. Mm. It might be moving back closer to its original release date. Ugh, it's just such a messy time. And for the record, interestingly, this is the first time that there has actually been an actor strike since the 60s. So for most of us alive, listening to the podcast, what have you, going to the movies and enjoying movies. This is, it's uh, we're in unprecedented times for most of us. It's not like, oh, we've been through this before, it's not a big deal, right? We had a, we had a writer's strike back in the mid-2000s. But an actual actor's strike where, uh, you know, I guess, I guess you could work on some post-production special effects on some footage that's already shot. <clears throat> Try to get ahead of the game a little bit that way. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's no no acting. No acting's gonna be going on for the foreseeable future. Um yeah, until until Are we can get some actors part of the acting guild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. So Absolutely. T V shows. Yeah. Animated stuff, everything. Yeah. It's all done. Everything. It's all done. Although, you know what? People the world's have going been... to implode now. People are going to go crazy. Yeah, but you know what? How long? <laughs> for how long have we been bitching about like how with Netflix and Hulu and Prime and what? We're like, oh, there's just there's too much. There's just too much to watch. Right? Well, there's just so many shows now. There's so many shows and there's so many movies and not enough time to watch them all. Well, there you go. You got some time to catch up now. No, no. Because no. uh, the problem will be now that... Uh, Bollywood will continue to produce product and it will mm. even more saturate Netflix and it, yeah, yeah, I don't know that Bollywood <laughs> is is restrained by the same I don't think it is. I, it's a different I different wonder country. if they've got their own different different actors guilt. I don't think they have an actors guilt, but I don't think they're connected at all. No. No, they probably they're probably full yeah. steam ahead. They it's got some, their time to shine. I've only seen bits and pieces of some of their content coming out of India in terms of yeah. movies. But I mean, from what I've seen, it seems like they're currently in like, when it comes to action anyway, they're like in the, in the American eighties, like just, there are no rules. Our, uh, our star, our action hero can do literally anything we need them to. <laughs> you know what? That you want them to cool, ride though. a rocket. <laughs> and the, throw it into the enemy, they'll do it. 
<laughs> and they'll survive. I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple of uh, yeah. Well, yes, eighties action and the Fast and the Furious franchise for some reason. Um, but I yeah, I've seen some Bollywood stuff. Like I've never sat down and watched a full Bollywood film, but I've seen clips and stuff. And some of it's like. I'm like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, you know, the music, the dancing, the whatever. Like, it's all, like, in Eternals, where we see um, we see the one character from Eternals. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but he's on set. You know, he's living his immortal life as multi-generational Bollywood star, right? Yeah. He, every couple of years, he ages up too much, and then he... He assumes the identity of that actor's son, the next generation of Bollywood star, and he just yeah. makes more Bollywood films. Yeah. And we got to see him on set, and they're all dancing, wearing the outfits and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to see that. It's pretty <laughs> like, cool. That looks yeah, fun to me. I see, like, there's th- the one thing that comes to mind that kind of like was like the antithesis of this, like, kind of like Bollywood action, and where compared to like where Hollywood used to be, is like, I don't remember any of the names or anything because I'm not that <laughs> invested in it. But like, apparently, there's this like Indian action star, and he's got a string of movies. But in one of them, he's like riding a horse, and like a semi truck is blocking the road as people are chasing him. And he like, you know how like in some action films, the this the star will like be on a, a motorbike and the, the motorbike will skid underneath the truck and then you'll pop. Oh, back yeah. He pop like up, does that going. with a horse. <laughs> I mean, like, how, how fun is that? Like it's ridiculous, but like is this, these, I don't think these films are taking themselves that seriously to begin with. So if it's, if it's filmed in fun and it's not meant to be taken seriously, it makes it fun for the audience, in my opinion. And yeah. from the clips I've seen, it looks incredibly fun. <laughs> Just oh, like yeah. goofy, yeah, action. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all. That'll that's do it. it. That's all. All the news yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Much. Well, I mean, not, I trim not all, I trim all the news fat. we care about. That's how I, yeah. that's, that's what we should say from now on. Yeah. I mean, said before, I trim that'll be I the trim new catchphrase. That's it. I that's all. For all the news we care about that we care about if the only about news more, that you we don't care, care about <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. well thank you so much for listening to this episode of the weekly movie usually weekly movie news show make sure you check out our facebook instagram and twitter all listed down below we have a patreon page for as little as a dollar a month. You can't get anything for a dollar a month, man, except for a subscription to our Movie Man Patreon in which we upload some fun little content from time to time. Mm-hmm. So check that out. It also gives you increased voting power when we do votes on what film, usually what film Pete and I are going to watch and review next. And we have merch. Get your merch, hats and shirts, and do we have underwear yet? We talked about underwear. Did you do? We that talked thing? about underwear. No, we don't have underwear yet. We talked about speedo. We talked about the a used yeah. speedo market. Yeah, it's really hard to like, find a supplier for that, though. I don't know where we're gonna have to start buying speedos. 
Here's what we'll. Here's what we're gonna do. Here, I just figured it out. You, we're gonna buy a lot of speedos. We're gonna buy a lot of speedos, and then when you go away for the month of August, I need you to wear a different one each day. Okay. Okay. And then wash them. What probably. if they don't want them washed? Well, I mean, I'm not that famous, but I mean, there are some weird people out there. There are very weird people out there. I also not that fame. I don't think you're famous at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can say I'm not that famous. You're uh, absolutely correct. You're, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then we'll figure out we'll figure out how to you know get those used speedos then printed with. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna miss the uh, the prime prime speedo timeline here though like by the time we get that all done it'll be winter and well know, the, like the, it's, it's prime yeah, this is a 20, season right now we don't have this them. is a 2024 project okay yeah 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 and then because then ultimately like like yes but we're also headed into the months where everyone goes on vacation right oh, people yeah, go to yeah, greece yeah, yeah. get the, the snowbirds need their their speedos speedos yeah right yeah get that yeah. speedo going <laughs> That that way we get some free advertising down in Florida when you're down there. Yeah. Your and some days, some days in August line. are going to be better for you than others. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> um, because we're going to need various sizes. So Uh-oh. some days you're that going to be, be in a very, some days you're going to be in a very undersized speedo. Yeah. Uh, and then other days you're going to have to keep hiking it up. It's <laughs> just duct tape it on. <laughs> yeah. So you enjoy that family vacation of yours. Yes. Uh, yeah, I will. That'll be, you know. And if anything, what this will do is not only give us a good supply of merchandise, but it will also secure your schedule with the podcast for next August, because I don't think you're getting invited back to family vacation time. <laughs> yeah. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. There you go.